Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, last time we jumped into Colossians 3, verse 8, and today we are going to continue looking at that verse. Paul is encouraging the community of faith to put away or to kill certain sins that harm relationships. So let's look at the verse, and then our next topic that we're going to address today is the topic of wrath. So this is Colossians 3.8. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Okay, let me begin with a confession today. This idea of wrath, as I was starting to read it, was a little bit confusing to me. Maybe it is for you too, but here's why it was confusing for me. In verse 7, we just saw that God's wrath is coming against sin. And we did a whole episode on why that is a good thing. But here, we are told to put it away, that it harms relationships, that we, as a community of God, cannot be prone to wrath. And honestly, my question became, why is it good for God to have wrath, but bad for us to have wrath? Now, I will say that I think I got to a place where I I get it. I think I get what Paul's trying to say. And two things helped me get there. First, it helped me to see exactly what the wrath is that Paul is talking about. The word, when used in the New Testament, is often translated either wrath or rage or fury. And all those words, they describe kind of a quick action of anger expressed. And the best way I think I could explain it is that it is acting out of the anger that we looked at last episode. So we discussed how unrighteous anger is this internal self-focused despising of someone else. That we are not treating another with love, but we are viewing them through this anger inside of us, this emotion of displeasure poorly as it just festers in our hearts. This idea of wrath then is when that unrighteous anger is moved to action. Okay, so when we speak or act out of unrighteous anger, that's the rage or the fury or the wrath that Paul's talking about here. So I think this is the line of thought so far in verse 8. Paul is saying we need to put away that internal unrighteous anger because it's affecting how we view this other person. But also, we need to put away the impulse to act out of that anger, which is wrath or rage. So, Paul is saying, we need to put away the internal anger and the sinful wrath or rage that harms relationships. But I will say, once I got that first part figured out, I still had one more hang up. What about when something sinful happens and there should be acts of wrath? I understand that acting out of rage or wrath toward people will harm relationships, but what about when there should be wrath, right? Or what about verse 7, where God is going to express his anger over sin and evil by displaying wrath against it? What do we do in those times? Well, to answer that question, 
I turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 19. And here I think Paul helps us. He says this in Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Paul tells us that it is not for us to act out of wrathful, sinful anger, but we are to leave it to the Lord. Vengeance or repayment for that evil is for the Lord to do. And I think the reason for that is because our hearts are so marred by sin that we should not trust ourselves to be the primary ones who exercise proper wrath or rage against sin. And I said before, I don't think all anger is bad. And I think we can have righteous anger against sin and wickedness. However, it is very hard for us to display wrath in a situation and keep it pure and holy. Therefore, it's very dangerous to start trying it. In fact, one commentator said about wrath that what is in view is such a powerful emotion and action that only God can be trusted to exercise it fairly. I think that's probably exactly right. What we're talking about is so powerful that we should not even trust ourselves to do it fairly. Just consider the last situation where you were truly brought to a deep anger at somebody. And if it was primarily up to you to handle that situation completely fairly, completely justly, and without any sin, do you think you could have done it? Maybe for a time, maybe in part, but could you thoroughly execute proper judgment in wrath without sin? No, you couldn't. We are too covered and infected by sin, especially if it was a wrong done against us. So Paul says, in order to keep healthy communal life, we must not act out of sinful wrath or rage. It has to be put away. It has to be trusted to the Lord. So let me end with just a practical step, especially if you're someone who struggles a lot with rage or you have this wrath, you have a tendency and you're prone to act out in wrath. There has to be built a practice of trusting wrath, or vengeance to God. That's what Paul commands us in that verse in Romans. Now, that means you are not letting the sin go unpunished because that's often the fear or the thought here, right? If I don't do something, sin goes unpunished. I need to bring justice. Paul isn't saying, hey, let the sin go unpunished. He is saying, trust it to God. Now, again, understand I'm speaking broadly here. I'm not saying you don't ever report or confront sin, obviously, so please don't hear more than I'm saying. I'm simply saying that that unrighteous anger in your heart that is leading you to act out in wrath or vengeance is not ours to give. So if you are struggling currently with anger over a person or a certain situation, I really want to encourage you today, take a few moments Read Romans 12, 9 a few times to get it in your soul and pray to the Lord to help you and trust that payment for sin to him. Right now, take a few moments, confess that anger, that wrath, and release it to the Lord. 
friend, he is just, which means that sin will be paid for either by that person eternally, which none of us should ever hope for, or by Christ on the cross for that person. But either way, God will take care of it and you can release it. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.